the middle of the second round of your fantasy football drafts is ripe with running back talent. One of the decisions you're going to have to make is going to be Antonio Gibson or Clyde Edwards Lair. Ding, ding. Let's get in the ring. TFA fam, welcome back into another draft throwdown today. Kevin and I are back at it, back in the ring, got the gloves on, and we are battling back and forth on Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards E. Lair. Both of these guys are going in the middle of the second round in 12-team PPR drafts. So what better way to do this? Let's do the throwdown. Let's help out the people. Kev, you got the floor first. Why do you prefer Antonio Gibson over your, your own, your own Clyde Edwards Lair for your Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's uh, a whole whole lot of things, but uh, I will say that this this range of running backs, and I've I've done a lot of the of our player profiles, and I've done a lot of I've covered a lot of these guys, and I love this range of running backs. Like there are five or six guys here that I absolutely love through this range, but but Antonio Gibson is Bay. He's number one. Um, it's funny because we both have, I believe, both of these guys in the top five. Where I, I mean, we don't have both of them, but I have, I have Antonio Gibson top five uh, right now. Uh, he's five, he's fifth overall in my half and full PPR rankings. Like I love Antonio Gibson this year, and so here's the thing that the case for Antonio Gibson, right? Essentially, if you go back and look at his season last year in 2020, he only played in 14 games. Uh, he averaged 14.4 fantasy points per game. He was 12th overall in fantasy points with 206. He only had 47% of the opportunity. So there's definitely a lot of room for growth there. Uh, 170 carries, 795 rushing yards, 44 targets, 36 receptions for 247 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, 11, uh, 58 evaded tackles, 309 yards created, and 1.50 yards created per touch. But he also had a 1.52 yards per out run, which was ninth among all running backs. The things that we know about Antonio Gibson is that he's a tremendous pass catcher. He was a wide receiver slash tight end in college, played a little bit of running back. So that's so one, the biggest concern with him is the fact that JD McKissick played so much on third down and had, and really J.D. McKessick led all running backs last year in target. And so that, that seems to be an area where people had concern with him. And some of it I think should just be, you know, just natural to think that a guy who's literally played basically wide receiver and tight end a little bit in college was never going to be a guy who's going to be able to come right in and be able to be able to pick up pass protection right out the gate. It was smart for them to hold him back. He only had like 20, he only played like 20 snaps on third down all year. But the fact that he played only on first and second down exclusively and still had 44 targets in only 14 games tells you a lot what they think about him as a pass catcher. Now, listen, Antonio Gibson is six foot, 220 pounds. He is more than capable, a big enough guy to be able to pick this up, right? It's one area of his game that he really worked on. The other aspect is the toe injury. The toe injury suffered last year, which is what caused him to miss time. By all accounts, he's he's ready to go. He's looked great through mini camp. He's looked great through training camp. Like there's these none of these things are concerns. The funny part, though, is I know somebody in the comment section is going to be like, "Well, if you look at the last preseason game, JD McKissick played third, mostly the third down. What was that? A fucking drive? It was like three snaps. Like like we're really going to sit here and do this over three snaps? Okay, okay. Listen, they have said all training camp, right? That they want to be a workhorse, that they envision him the same way they envision Christian McCaffrey, okay? That's a good role to be in. That, that's a good world. You know, Ron Rivera knows how, knows a lot about Christian McCaffrey, right? 
Am I saying that Antonio Gibbs is going to be Christian McCaffrey? No. But what I do think is that he is going to have a big-time role. I think he, you probably see him get up to 65% of the opportunities, maybe 70%. J.D. McKissick is not going to lead the league in targets this year among running backs. It ain't going to happen. I think you probably see J.D. McKissick is going to have a role for sure. It's not going to be in, in vain of, uh, of Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson has elite-level legendary upside and what i mean by legendary it's it is a running running backs we've seen like christian mccaffrey saquon barkley alvin Kamara last year todd Gurley the last four those are the last four years of, of league winning running backs guys who just outperform everybody else right and that's what we're looking for in this range like that's what we're looking for you are looking for if you are taking a running back in the first or second round because there's a 40 percent bust rate among all running backs that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that legendary. And the only way you get it is through pass volume. And so he's going to need 100 targets this year. Is that in the range of outcomes? That's what you have to ask yourself. And for me, the answer is yes. I think that is in the range of outcomes for him this year. He had 44 and only playing two down exclusively on first and second down last year. This is going to be a better offense and a much more efficient offense than it was last year. And like I said, I think he takes over that three down workhorse role this year. Tell me why you prefer CEH, which I know you are all over the hype train of CEH. I don't have a bad thing to say about Gibson. Like, I literally nothing bad. We we were on the Antonio Gibson hype train last year. We were all about him. This year, it's, it's an even rosier outlook for him. For me, the like the tiebreaker when I'm looking at guys like this is just purely situational. Give me the much better offense with Kansas City and give me the much better offensive line. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I don't have a lot more to go on other than that. Like, if these two were were flip-flopped, I'd want Antonio Gibson because he'd be in, you know, CEH's shoes. I do think that, you know, over 13 games, he had, I think, 180 carries. He was averaging about 15 uh, per game. I, he had 10 more targets than... Gibson did and played in one fewer game. I think both of these guys see a pretty substantial increase in targets. Like I said, it comes down to the offense that Clive resides in. And then, you know, after watching Patty Mahomes run for his life in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs went out and said, uh, no, not again. Not going to do that again. And went out and just completely revamped that offensive line. Like literally unrecognizable from where it was last year. I think, obviously, Gibson has him beat in the athleticism. Like, CEH isn't the athlete that Gibson is. And he obviously doesn't have the size either, right? You're talking about a guy who's, what, 5'9", you know, 200 pounds, you know, versus what you were talking about with Gibson. So, obviously, Gibson has the edge there and with his explosiveness. But, you know, Clyde, a damn good receiver in his own right. With that final season, we saw him at LSU. It seemed like Andy Reid was not necessarily going out of his way, but kept talking about Brian Westbrook, Brian Westbrook every time he watched him. We know what he did with him in Philly. I think Westbrook had five straight seasons of at least 74 targets and like 60-some catches, somewhere, somewhere around there. The Washington football team did bring in Curtis Samuel. They did bring in De'Ami Brown. You know, Logan Thomas, 33-year-old breakout season last year. And uh, the Chiefs did none of that. They brought in Cornell Powell. You know, so, like, that's that's really it. Like, we're still waiting on this Michael Hardman breakout. We know that Tyreek and Kelsey, they're going to account for 50% of the targets in that Kansas City's uh, offense. And then it's pretty wide open in terms of who's going to be third in the pecking order. 
So that's, uh, like I said, I, I have nothing bad to say about Gibson at all. If I'm drafting right now, just because of like the, the toe injury, it seems like it's going to be fine. But like all, all those things being equal, give me the offense and someone who doesn't have like a potential, you know, so, something popping up that, that's already being documented. Clyde, as far as we know, 100% healthy over the injury that he had last year down the, down the stretch said that he was only 80 to 85% healthy, I believe, like through the through the Super Bowl and after that injury happened. So the one knock against Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the, the goal line work, right? Like, you know, w- was not efficient last year with the, with the red zone. They brought in Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon isn't going to be your, your goal line short yardage back. It would seem like it would be Daryl Williams. I mean, I think he's like a 220-pound back. He only had, I think, I think less than 10 red zone uh carries last year so Clyde Edwards Hilaire Kansas City offense Kansas City line and those are definitely factors into this uh this conversation because obviously the Chiefs offense arguably the best offense in all in all of the league, on all of the league right and there's no denying that and getting somebody in mid-second round which is where these guys are going like Clyde Edwards Hilaire where it's still a discount for what he was last year he is moving up like you know a month ago he was going you know, mid third, late, early third round. Now he is going much, much earlier. Um, yeah. The the word is out to uh, not abandon the Clyde Edwards Elair ship. And so, and I agree, but he's also probably the cheaper of all these guys, right? He's, he's the cheapest of the, this kind of range of running back of Aaron Jones, Eckler, uh, Nick Chubb. I think Joe Mixon's going just after he is. Um, and then Najee Harris, that's the other guy I was thinking about. And so he is the, the cheaper of the options, but for me, at least personally, like I, I have to come. I, like I'm if I'm picking in the back half of the draft, right? If I'm picking in that nine, ten, eleven, twelve range, and I don't feel like going wide receiver uh, early there, which uh, there's some arguments to be made about, because as we know, there's a forty percent bust rate among running backs in the first two rounds. It's it's the highest of any position over the first two rounds, and trying to avoid chaos. So if you want to take a wide receiver you know, pair a running back with an elite wide receiver. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with doing that. But I also, it's been really hard for me to pass up going with Antonio Gibson and Aaron Jones or uh, Eckler and Aaron Jones or, you know, th- this range is right there of these running backs that are there. But for me, from for most of these guys, like it, I just see a path for Antonio Gibson to be a top three running back this year. And uh, I don't think it's all that particularly hot. I think that he is definitely going to be the goal line guy. There's there's no concern of somebody else coming in and taking that job from him. The only concern I would have with, between Gibson and CEH would be the offense, right? The offense is definitely a check mark in CEH's favor. With I was just going to say that there's just no denying that. I I mean there, there's I, there's no getting around that. I I, there, I have no argument against that. But for the total package that they are. I just think Antonio Gibson sees a, a significant jump in workload. And the only real concern we have, because I'm not concerned about J.D. his health, is can he stay healthy? Is that toe going to be able to hold up? He didn't have surgery on it. All accounts says that he should be fine. He should be good to go. And so there's not really a big concern there. And we've heard a lot of talk. And, and as recently, I think it was today or yesterday, that they believe that he can be a Christian McCaffrey type, uh, type running back for them. High praise. You know, and so I'm more worried about the what that means for him in the passing game and being a three-down running back. And so give me all the Antonio Gibson. There's nothing to be worried about here with Antonio Gibson. I love him. Uh, he is my favorite running back to get in this range. And then after that would be like Aaron Jones and then, you know, Eckler and then, you know, Najee Harris. Yeah, that was the only other thing I was going to throw in there is uh, like, like you said, 
checkmark lock in the KC offense. We think the Washington offense should be better. But if we look at it at the end of the year and they didn't take that step forward and they were still kind of just like middle of the road and their defense was the one that was kind of bringing them along, I don't think we should be surprised. But we appreciate you guys checking out another video. Please hit that subscribe button. If you were watching us for the first time, you enjoyed it, you got some value out of it. We are on the road to 1,500 subs. We truly appreciate the support. And also make sure you drop a comment. Let us know who you like, any questions you got as well. You can either leave them here or click the link for the Discord, and we'll see you over there answering all your questions and chopping it up about fantasy all day long. Mm -hmm.